0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, Greg Patton is living in today's world, and Carl Gallops continues to reveal the attack that is taking place on Yeshua's Threshold Covenant and its impact on you in the midst of our prophetic times. As we're getting closer to the Christmas season, be sure and visit the Gifts section of our website, swrc.com. There you'll find gifts from Israel, as well as books and DVDs that will inform and encourage your family and friends. Visit swrc.com today. That's swrc.com. And as always, if you have a prayer need, would you let us pray for you? We consider it an honor to pray with you. Prayer requests come in from all over the country, through the mail, on the phone, and now through a special email address, prayer at swrc.com, prayer at swrc.com. Or you can always give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Now, here's our host, Dr. Larry sparger
1: This is part two of the interview on the book, Blood Alliance, by Rabbi Zev Peratt. Rabbi Zev is in Israel and not able to be on the show, and Pastor Carl Gallup's explained that to us in our previous interview, which is archived, swrc.com. If you didn't listen, or if you you said, wow, I can't digest all of that, I want to listen again, well, just, it is archived on swrc.com. Pastor Carl Gallops has worked with Rabbi Zev. He is a resource person who is sharing with us some of the profound biblical truths in the book, Blood Alliance. Pastor Carl Gallops, thank you once again for sharing with our listening audience. Oh,
2: it's my pleasure, Brother Larry, and uh, I'm honored to do this. Thank you for having me.
1: You covered so much in the previous interview. Maybe just kind of sum it up a little bit for those who may be joining us for the first time.
2: Yeah, well, if you're joining us for the first time, I implore you to go back and listen to the first, <laughs> the first episode. <laughs> it goes by quickly, but it lays all the foundational work. And I just want to say again, Brother Parat is, Hebrew's his first language, born and raised in Israel. Deeply, deeply embedded in the word. He knows it. He knows the nuances of the language. And this is one reason why this book is so great. So he's pulling nothing out of his back pocket, it's heavily resourced, heavily referenced, but he's basically talking about, the title's Blood Alliance, he's talking about this idea of the Threshold Covenant, and I'll quickly remind folks what that is, but then he shows how it, it ties Genesis and through Revelation together into one unfolding thread that explains everything, Brother Larry, I mean everything, about the Bible, about life, about our day, About what's happening in Israel, why the nations are aligning, the kingdom that is to come, Satan filled for wrath in the midst of it. This book explains all at a level that most people have never even considered. And by the time you finish this book, you are going, oh my gosh, I see it now. I see it. I understand it. So very quickly, the definition of a threshold covenant is one of the most ancient forms of worship. Abraham did it with God in Genesis when God says, take these animals, cut them open, and this line of blood in between, you walk down that line in the blood, and I will make this covenant with you concerning your firstborn son being the father of many nations. Well, that's where we get the phrase, cut a deal. We get that from from him cutting that covenant, cutting a covenant, cutting a deal in the blood. It was done in blood. And then I, I shared this last last program, the clearest concept is Passover, with the Israelites coming out of Egypt, when Moses got it from God and told the people, you take a lamb, see, Jesus is a lamb slain before the foundation, you kill it, you take its blood and put it in the basin, and what that word basin in Hebrew means, the threshold of the door. Then you dip it with a hyssop branch on the top, the lintel, and on the sides, and then you've got the blood in the basin and the groover, at the threshold. And and we've got evidence of all of this historical evidence, archaeological evidence. And then he says, then you walk through the door that's covered in the blood. Well, the shape of that blood is a cross at the top, on the sides, and at the bottom. Jesus said, I am the door. You come through me. You come through my blood from Calvary's cross, and you enter into my Father's household, Amen. and then you are saved. The judgment of God has passed from you. So that's basically how it starts. And then from there, it just goes right on through to the book of Revelation in Zev's book.
1: It's a, a tremendously rich book, like I did mention in our previous program, 390 pages. But it's the kind of book that, that you can keep on going back to, thinking about, reading about, and praying over. Because I believe it is, uh, Zev has really been anointed by the Holy Spirit to reveal all of these things. But Carl, how are the seven feasts of Israel related to Threshold Covenant and even the Sabbath itself?
2: Yes, yes. And, and, and I appreciate you asking me that. That encompasses three or four or five chapters of Zeph's book. It's very important. So the seven feasts of the Lord are laid out in Leviticus 23. I tell people the seven feasts of the Lord, they're not the feast of the Jews. They're not Jewish feasts. These wow. are feasts of the Lord given to Israel and to all who believe, even modern-day Christians, if they understand it. The problem is we have this big, huge dearth of, the, <laughs> of misunderstanding of, about the Word of God. But let's go back. Leviticus 23, all seven feasts, they make up the skeletal structure of the whole Bible. They all tell the story and the gospel of Jesus Christ right up to his coming again. The Feast of Passover is the first one. Of course, That when Jesus was crucified, the blood of the Lamb, the ultimate threshold covenant, the blood covenant there. Okay, so the Feast of Passover. Then the next is Feast of Unleavened Bread. Well, Jesus is our unleavened bread. He is the, the bread of life. And then the next one was the Feast of first fruits. Paul says he is the firstborn from the dead. He is our firstfruits. Okay, then the Feast of Pentecost. Well, that's when the church was born and the giving of the Holy Spirit. The Jews to this day celebrate Pentecost. One of the things they celebrate is that it also was the birth of Israel at Mount Sinai by the giving of the law. So they celebrate that, the giving of the law, Israel was born. We celebrate the giving of the Holy Spirit, the church was born, who did all of that, Jesus Christ himself. So there's that. Then the last three fall feasts, the Feast of Trumpets, which are sounds of warning, calling people together, there's a battle coming, the arrival of the king, you blow the trumpet, and then ten days later is the Feast of Atonement. Watch this. If you're under the blood that has been sacrificed properly by the great high priest, then God will pass over you, the nation of Israel again, year by year by year. He will protect. But if they turn from him, if they worship idols, if, if they take if they don't take seriously the worship services of the temple and all that that represents, then God's hand is removed from them. So we see all of that through the Bible. And then the last feast is the Feast of Tabernacles, celebrating coming out of Egypt and dwelling in the wilderness with God in their midst, living in tents and whatever, the tabernacles. Then the tabernacle in the wilderness, the ancient temple, it celebrates all of that. So those are the seven feasts. But watch, when you come to Leviticus 20, 23. It begins by, and they're Hebrew words, and, and Zev goes through this. They're called moeds in Hebrew, the moed. That would be the feast, the festivals, the celebrations. And then it says, these days are to be a mikra for you. Mikra. And in, in the English, it would say, and these are to be holy convocations. And that word mikra means, watch this, rehearsals. So every one of these feasts, are lived out in the ancient agricultural society and the worship society of the ancient Jews but God declares in Leviticus 23 these are merely rehearsals for the ultimate fulfillment that's coming in Jesus now watch before he goes to the seven feast he starts with now honor the sabbath and keep it holy for it also is a moed unto you and a mikra what the sabbath Is a day that is a rehearsal for what? Here comes Jesus. What does he say? All you who are weary and heavy laden, come unto me and I will give you Sabbath. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. One greater than the Sabbath is here. One greater than the temple is here. I, Sabbath, was made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath, and I am the Lord of the Sabbath. So in Leviticus 23, there's a picture of Jesus as being the head of all the seven feasts. He, the Sabbath, it will be fulfilled in Jesus. By the time you get to the book of Hebrews, starting in chapter 4, it says, and I'm going to paraphrase, but it basically says, if you are in Jesus Christ, you are keeping the Sabbath now. He's the fulfillment. It can be any day you want. Remember, it should be every day. He is the Sabbath. We are now in Him. It's no longer about a singular day or a 24-hour period, and, and then we go on with our lives. No, it's about now being immersed in the life of Jesus Christ. He is our Sabbath. He is our Sabbath rest. Then the ultimate Sabbath, the book of Hebrews says, is when the Lord returns, and we are then in the new kingdom with him and, and, and serving him for all he's going to do for eternity. So the bottom line is all of these connect together under the head, Jesus Christ. The pictures of Jesus are all through them, but more importantly, the threshold covenant. Amen. They all start with Passover. The threshold covenant, the blood of the lamb was put in the threshold, a hyssop branch was lifted up and put the blood on the top and the sides and the bottom, there's the picture of the cross, there's the door you have to go through, it all starts with the threshold covenant, and each feast of the Lord, you're stepping over another threshold of another inside door that's inside the Father's house. Think of this. All through the New Testament, we are told that if we are believers, we are part of the household of God. Well, how did we become a part of the household of God? We had to be invited in. But we couldn't go in until we stepped over the threshold, which was filled with blood. And that's the covenant. The covenant was, if you and I were going to do some business together, or maybe we needed to forgive each other, or some big deal was happening, I would ask you to cut a covenant with me. I would ask you to participate in a threshold covenant with me. As people, this is the ancients did this. So what would that mean? I would take a lamb. I would slaughter it. You would come to my house. You would come to my house, and you would come through the front door, and you would see the blood of the lamb in that little groover right there, and you would step over that. You wouldn't trample on it. Hebrews says, but if you don't come to Christ, you're trampling on the blood of Jesus and and making him be crucified all over again. That's what Hebrews is talking about. You're stepping on the threshold, or you're rejecting it. But see, if you and I are making that covenant, you would step over it in honor. You would come into my house, and then that animal I sacrificed, we would eat of it together in my house. Now you've stepped from outside my house, from one world, to inside my house into another world you'd never been in, and you had to come over the blood. That whole picture is through the Bible. For those of us that belong to the Lord God, we have to come into the household of God, to my Father's house. We come through the door. Jesus said, I am the door, and I shed the blood, and I am the lamb slain Amen. before the foundation. Does all of that make sense?
1: Well, friends, there are so many important lessons in the book Blood Alliance. You will learn what the Sabbath is really all about. We've just heard about that and how the Threshold Covenant brings it to life. And you will also learn about spiritual warfare and about the diabolical influence of the Chaldean spirit. All of that in the book Blood Alliance. You can have your own copy by calling our toll-free number 1-800-652-1144. This is a well-written, well-documented, 390-page book that will take you into another world. Give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. Carl, I wanted to ask you something I think is very, very important. How has the Threshold Covenant been perverted by the Easter spirit?
2: Yeah, now we could do four hours on that. Let me give you the the quick emptying of fire hose into your mouth edition, okay? (laughs) Again, I'm going to tell your listeners, go to the book, read those chapters. It will blow you away the depth of the historical, biblical, researched, verified research that he's done. But here's the bottom line. Passover is the ultimate, it's the ultimate threshold, okay? It's all about Jesus. The problem is it falls in the same time as the spring rituals and the spring rites of the ancient pagans. And here's what he writes about. And see, Satan's behind this. He's trying to destroy. See, marriage is a threshold that God has set up in the Garden of Eden. Okay? But what has the world done? We've stepped all over the blood that made that covenant of man and wife. We've changed the idea of marriage. We've changed the idea of gender. We've changed the idea of is there life in the womb. All of those are covenants. They're blood covenants. We've, we've stepped over and perverted them. Well, one of the biggest threshold alliances, threshold covenants that Satan has perverted is this understanding of Passover. And Christian churches bring in now, and they use the word Easter continually, Easter services, Easter this, Easter that. Some churches even advertise Easter egg hunts, Easter bunnies. You come to church, see the Easter bunny. I mean, it's crazy. What you discover through this book is that, listen, it's about Passover. It's about Jesus. And people say, oh, we know that. We just call it Easter. But here's where it comes from. The ancient Canaanites became known as the Phoenicians when they built boats and started exploring the world. They wound up in what we now know as Great Britain. It was the, the Britannia Islands, and the Phoenicians landed there and brought their worship of Baal and their worship of Ashton and Ishtar, the goddesses of fertility, and Baal, the lord over all things, which was a pagan god trying to demon, trying to say he was god, probably Satan himself. That was all brought into those islands. The Phoenicians seized those islands, brought their gods there. Why? Because the Britannia Islands were filled with tin, T-I-N, and ten mines, and so that metal was important to the Roman Empire that would later conquer the Britannia Islands, and the Roman Empire inserted all of that Baal and Ashtoreth and Ishtar, and then they actually, the, the celebration of what we now know, the Latinized form of the word, is Easter, Esther. That was brought into the Roman Empire, and all during spring, that was the big thing throughout the Roman Empire. So when the church was born... They didn't celebrate. They didn't call it Esther and Ishtar and Easter. Uh, but the Romans, during that same time, were doing all of their pagan rituals and parades and, and celebrating, you know, that's where the bunnies come from and the eggs, you know, new life. And, and it was very sexual in nature and just like Satan would do, pervert the whole thing. But then Constantine, trying to unite the Christian world in a time when he thought he was about to lose his empire... He put an edict, and it's all in the book, and it's all very fair, very historical, very accurate from reliable sources. I mean, Encyclopedia Britannica and things like that, not back-channel conspiracy sites. But, and you can read his edict in his own words where he says, we're going to do away with that Jewish stuff, right. and we're going to celebrate Easter during what the Jews call Passover, I mean, I mean, Constantine says that. It's in his own right. We've got those documents, and Zev has them in the book. So now, today, here we are in America, the largest Christian nation on the planet, and we fill the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus with the talk of Easter. I mean, that's what Satan is up to. He's perverting the threshold covenant, and a lot of God's people are stepping all over the blood. Does that make sense?
0: Right.
1: Well, I, I think... There are some, some really big issues that uh, so many Christians uh, miss today. We just slide over, as you've been pointing out. I think the whole idea of spiritual warfare, I'm thinking of Ephesians 6:12 is a very, very important concept. We're in a battle, and human beings are not the real enemy. So talk to us a little bit more about the Threshold Covenant, some of the things that you've been talking about or that Zev Perot speaks about and spiritual warfare, and how that affects us today with the very problems we have in our homes, with the very problems we have in the world, with the situation in the Middle East at the present time. Tie this all together for us. We only got about, <laughs> about two minutes, but I know you're able, so go ahead, brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, that's a tall order, but here we go. So the whole the whole thing about Blood Alliance, it starts in Genesis It goes all the way through to the book of Revelation, speaking about the lamb slain before the foundation and understanding that Satan was trying to kill the male child that the woman gave birth to. That's Revelation 12. Why? Because of this blood alliance, this threshold covenant that was made through the blood of Jesus Christ. It explains everything. And so now we look at our world, and again, I'll just say, marriage, a covenant with God, it's a threshold covenant. We've perverted it. We've perverted maleness femaleness. We've got a Supreme Court justice. They ask her, why do you define a woman? I don't know. I'm not a biologist. I don't know what a woman is. And you know, craziness, truth is being thrown to the ground. Children, changing genders of children. That's a blood-bought institution that God created. Manhood, womanhood, marriage, family, home, childhood all of these things, the church itself bought by the blood of Jesus. But even that's been corrupted. The church has been corrupted. Israel, the book of Zechariah talks about the last days Jerusalem and Israel would be attacked by a coalition of nations. Ezekiel 38 talks about it. But in Ezekiel, it says, I will make Jerusalem a stumbling block for right. the nations, and they will reel over it. Well, that word stumbling block, that's one English translation. But the Hebrew, the word means threshold. I will make Jerusalem a threshold for the nations to stumble over. So in other words, he's saying, look, I made my blood covenant with Jerusalem. It's the center of the earth. Ezekiel 5.5 says that. It's the center of the of everything. It's where the Garden of Eden was. It's where Adam and Eve were created. It's, uh, it's ground zero. It's where Jesus is coming back on the Mount of Olives. It's where he left on the mount of olives it's where he was crucified it's where he was resurrected and in the last days satan is going to get these nations together to come against jerusalem they're going to try to destroy and stomp on the threshold covenant i made with my people but i will destroy those nations wow wow So there you go brother
1: that that's you did it very well thank you so much uh, for these two uh Interviews, I believe that Rabbi Zev would be very happy with these programs. And we will certainly want to pray for Rabbi Zev parat and his ministry in Israel during these troublous times. And once again, God bless Carl Gallops.
2: Thank you, Brother Larry. I, I, I really appreciate it and I'm honored to be here. God bless you.
0: The complete two-day presentation by Carl Gallops is available on CD. Simply call one 800 652 1144. That's 1 800 652 Friends, even if you are familiar with the ancient biblical concept of the Threshold Covenant, in the brand new book entitled Blood Alliance, Messianic Rabbi Zev Perat will take you on a deeper dive into the subject than you've ever before experienced. This incredible journey will produce more moments of explosive insight than you can imagine. Rabbi Parat is uniquely qualified to explore these topics with you, not only because of his riveting testimony, but also because Hebrew is his first language. That means the insights he brings regarding the nuances of the ancient and original language of the Bible prove invaluable. Zev's faith in Yeshua Jesus is solid and magnetic. His grasp of biblical and historical truths, as well as the life applications of these discoveries, is refreshingly unique. Blood Alliance by Zev Parat. Order your copy today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order on our website, swrc.com. Blood Alliance. Order it today, 1-800-652-1144. Author of the best-selling new book, Invisible War on the Saints, Greg Patton is here to talk to you about soul winning. How do you win hundreds of people to Christ, never leaving your home? Let's find out in today's installment of Living in Today's World. For the
3: Christian, part of living in today's world is telling others about your salvation experience. And part of your purpose being on this earth is to tell others about Jesus. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. How often I reflect back on the teenage boy that invited me to church back in 1973 when I came to know Christ as Savior. It's a really big deal. Well, the Bible says he that a souls, she, you're not being left out, ma'am, That one of souls is wise. Are you a wise person? And let me ask you, just a little break from today's routine. How many people have you led to Christ so far in 2023? Do you think about it? Do you even attempt to do that? Talk to people about Jesus deliberately, maybe every day. Do you plan on it? What are you getting at, Gary? Well, my former pastor, Dr. James Bachman, Roanoke Baptist Church, has been the greatest soul winner I've ever met any time, anywhere we have ever gone, usually he comes home with some souls in his sack, talking about leading people to the Lord Jesus Christ. And now he's, he's crippled, he's in his 80s, and so God led him to talk on the phone, call people randomly. Isn't this something? And witness, how do you think it's going? Are you ready? In 2023, he has led 600 and 39 people to the Lord. How many a day is that? In addition, he has a um, new book out there. Well, it's not new. It's been out a couple of years, I guess, on suicide that even some branches of the military are using. And what a thing to talk about today because it is getting more and more prevalent with each passing day, people taking their lives. And he has a tremendous book. going to talk to him on Southwest Radio Church about this for a couple of days coming up. But He that winneth souls is wise, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you good at it? Anything you work at, whether it's Bible memorization, speaking, or or writing. We found this out writing our, our new book. So many things I did not know, and yet I had so many brilliant minds helping along the way that I came out looking pretty good for the most part as a writer, so I will learn. And when our next book comes out, it'll be better than this one, I assure you. And the next one will be better than that one. You get the idea. So it is with talking to people about Jesus. The more you do it, the better it is. Let the Holy Spirit of God lead, guide, direct. But you have to have a plan. You have to have a purpose. And you have to do something. So regardless of your situation today, why not do something? Talk to people about Jesus every chance you get he will bring opportunities into your life and sometimes you gotta go seek them out thank you dr james bachman soul winner par excellence in 2023 i wish you the best my brother in the days ahead and we close living in today's world to ask you have you ever done that yourself you've cried out to god ask him to forgive you of your sins and you've invited jesus christ into your life. It's a great way to live and a better way to die. To God be the glory. Great things He has done.
0: Blood Alliance by Zev parat is a book that you need in your library. Messianic Rabbi Zev Perat will take you on a deeper dive into the subject of the Threshold Covenant. Order your copy today when you call one 800 652 1144. Or you can order Blood Alliance at our website, swrc.com. Tomorrow, Greg Patton and Ken Copley will be here providing answers to the questions many have concerning spiritual warfare and its impact on their lives. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit SWRC.com.